Welcome to the A Conversation with Podcast, the podcast where your host, Paul Grossclose, interviews or better yet, has a conversation with creative entrepreneurs of today and tomorrow. Today we are joined with Drew Erickson from Telosive Tech uh, for, for this episode of A Conversation with him. Super excited to have you on the show, Drew. Um, I've been watching your channel for an extremely, extremely long time. It's it's even been since the attic videos of you doing oh, those videos in the attic. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I, I, dude, I, I cool. was a diehard Apple sheep for the longest time until <laughs> just recently with the iOS 11 bug that's been killing me. Oh, um, no. But yeah, so yeah, it's 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 insane how many bugs I've been having recently. <laughs> it's weird. To, it depends on who you ask. Because if I well, ask someone it, like John, it's serious. And if I ask someone like I update OS, like Sam, he, he he's with me. He doesn't see where it's coming from. It's been I, on there, and off there, for everyone. There was a month where I actually had to reboot my reboot my iPhone 7 five times a day. Wow. Yeah, I never it, had it, it, anything that bad. Okay, so um, I, I kind of want to talk about how we got here into into this conversation. I I, I know you were we, we called you out on Twitter with the whole conversation with podcasts, but how did you kind of hear about me and how did we like how did we get into this conversation? Well, mostly you have been very outspoken with a lot of people who work on the Talos of Tech podcast as well, which is both Randy Vasquez and Nick Ann Sweeney, and they were the ones who introduced me to you. They said, there's this really inspiring story and this growing YouTuber who's really interested in talking to you. And I, I was like, yeah, I get this a lot. Okay, <laughs> I'll get used to it. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but then I, I looked up your channel and started watching your stuff and heard more about, you know, your backstory and what brought you to this time. And I, and I just personally found that incredibly inspiring because... Um, well, first of all, I think that, you know, you, how, how long ago was the, the stroke? Two years now. Okay. So two, yeah, two years ago, I think that personally knowing a lot of people in my life that many would have looked at that as an excuse to not do mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, many people would look at that as an excuse to do whatever you want or live life in a crazy way. And a lot of the things yeah. you were saying in your videos, I felt like were things I've said myself. And that's what was so interesting about it. I was like, I, I feel like I'm the same guy <laughs> because you were saying things like, the, I don't know, the line that stuck out to me was, I don't want to be reg uh, regret my teens um, oh, like so yeah, many people yeah. do, um, which is something yeah. I grew up with in high school a lot. Just everyone just acting like this age in life doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so just do whatever you want because this is the age to be stupid and then later you'll you'll be normal. Um, and I yeah. just found it. And, and then you get thrown into the adult world. And right. Just... <laughs> you have these terrible habits and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, personally, after watching a lot of your videos, I started thinking like, man, this guy's like really looking at life, I think, in a healthy way, which is that, no, it, you don't have to worry about the important stuff later. You should be trying to make the most of it in every moment. So, yeah, that's when I really started being like, OK, no, I, I actually want to talk to this guy. <laughs> I don't I don't think it because we get requests like that all the time of people who are like, oh, I, I, can, up, I can imagine. Yeah. Come up on my channel, come up on my channel. And it's not that I don't want to. It's just that we have to be very selective with the amount of time we have to spare because oh yeah a lot, totally. a lot of the time with this network it's just a lot of like okay do we have time for this or do we have time for this it's always running out of time for everything mm -hmm. so um 100%, we have to be yeah. very selective about that yeah so that's how this conversation i'd say started was awesome i i saw that you were a fan of the telosov network and then on top of that i became a fan of you so now i watch your stuff 
That's great. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So the, the whole idea of the conversation with show is to kind of like get the, the, the origin story, as, as you yes. said before we were filming this, the origin story uh, of the network uh, or the channel that was launched with the creative, creative entrepreneur. And for you, you have a whole network of channels. You have yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like 10 channels over here. <laughs> they keep growing. Um, There's oh, too many. Yeah, I know. It keeps growing. You got it. She's a whiz. It's, it's too many to count and keep up with. Um, <laughs> I don't even but, know. But I kind of want to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just kind of want to know why. A, why did you have so many channels? Like, where did Taylosov come from? How did you and your friends get the idea? And with the yeah. Saturday Shorts, and how and how did you grow? I just I want to get all the way to the point of the tech channel blowing up this past year. Yeah, well, for sure, this is a very interesting story, and probably the reason you know a lot of people are like, why don't you do like a draw my life or something, or, or you know, just like go over everything is because I say it's still happening. Like all of the really exciting stuff, like moving to an office and then moving to Chico and then uh, like the Marquez collaboration, I think was a big moment in my career. Um, all those things have happened within like the last 10 months. Like it's not been going on for very long. So I kind of want to wait and see where this story goes before we like document of course, it officially. Yeah. But yeah, it all started with me just being interested in, I think, animation. I, I wanted to be a like a Pixar animator. And then really? just trying to do that. So anytime I was interested in a type of career, I wanted to train for that. I wanted to go like 100% into it. So I started animating little 2D stick figures at a very young age. Found out I don't like animation. You just sit at a desk all day <laughs> and it's kind of boring. I was too obsessed with the end product and uh, not, the, not yeah. the process, which is what I've discovered... Um, a lot of people will choose a career because they're just satisfied with the end product and not really interested in the process. And I think that can result to a unhappy lifestyle if it's not, oh, yeah, it's not like every job can have a fun process. You know, like, I don't know, being a garbage man is probably kind of tricky to make make fun out of that. But yeah, <laughs> for me, at least I was like, OK, I, I, I like animated movies and stuff, but this isn't working. So then a friend of mine at school introduced me to filming stuff with a camera. And that's when we started making the really cringy skits. And most of them were not comedy. We actually started with making action scenes and like horror stuff. And we were terrible at it because, you know, we were like sixth graders. So yeah, everything we made was acted horribly, edited horribly, filmed horribly. So we were uploading them to YouTube because I was just discovering that in, in around that age, the seventh to eighth grade age, was that you could be in charge of your own channel, which was really cool to me. I was just discovering YouTubers and being like, oh, they're not owned by a company or anything. They just want to make this stuff. So they get to make it. And I was like, that's really cool. You have complete control over your content. So I want to do that. And back then, I think everyone was just in kind of the iCarly phase, which was if you upload something, it might just get viral and you don't know why it just might. So oh, yeah. if you upload something, you could get you could win the lottery. So let's just start uploading something. And one day we'll wake up and have millions of views. So that was the mindset for a while was just let's just keep uploading. A couple of years go by and we're like, OK, this is going nowhere. I think the average number of views on each video was probably around 10 and under. You know, like no no real fan base of any kind. And most of those yeah. 10 views was ourselves looking at them <laughs> and showing them to oh, our yeah, friends I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was a big stretch of time. I'll say I've still spent more time making bad movies than 
okay movies. Not great, but just movies people watch. Yeah. I would say is different than what we used to make. There were still years and years of that compared to what we're doing now. So then afterwards I started realizing, well, um, no one's really interested in our action stuff or our, you know, horror stuff. So what if we made something maybe people are more interested in? So maybe we could break into comedy because maybe at least with comedy, um, people could get some entertainment value out of it because we're not good at filming stuff, you know, cinematically or acting wise. We're just not that good. Mm -hmm. So let's try a different genre. So that's, and that's kind of the running theme with, I think my career was just trying different things. So the next thing was comedy. So then for a couple of years, that's when Telosive actually formed. It was my, my own personal channel for a while. Originally me and my friends had like a collective channel that any of us could film anything and upload to, but uh, in the end, none of them were doing it, and it was just me anyway. So <laughs> that's when we yeah. started Telosive because I was like, okay, let, let's put me in charge because I seem to be the, the motivated one, the one who wants to do everything. So we did yeah. Telosive, and then the Saturday shorts started for three years, I think, without stop every Saturday. No exceptions. There had to be a, a short up. And those did a little better. I, I was still doing those into high school, and for a while I worked on – feature films and on occasion I would still work on action stuff still not very good but I was just I was still doing that here and there um, mm -hmm. until probably later into tw I, I think to give you a timeline it was around 2015 or 16 when I started saying you know I don't think anyone cares about my you know, kidnapping action movie it's just no I we'd work for hours and hours and hours and editing would take Literally, it took us a whole year to make a feature film. It was like an hour and 20 minutes. Wow. And it's just, it's not good. People don't like it. People don't like watching themselves in it. People on the internet don't care about it. So let's just stick to comedy. So then we, we started doing web series. Uh, we started doing two, sometimes three web series at a time. So we'd be doing a Saturday short every Saturday and then completely irrelevant on Tuesdays and then the computer lab every Thursday. So I was uploading on one channel like three edited shows at the same time. And that's probably yeah. where I got the bulk of my editing experience was I was basically like probably neglecting a lot of homework just so I could edit stuff. And yeah, <laughs> again, it just it wasn't really captivating an audience still. Each video would mm -hmm. get. 10 15 views if we got a hundred that was that was the biggest thing ever so eventually i started thinking okay well maybe the problem is my name being taylosive no one's looking for that no one's searching for taylosive funny skit videos so basically we're making stuff even if it is funny even if people like it it's not fulfilling there's no way to find of, you right and there's no demand no one's looking for mm -hmm. this like even even Besides the name, there's just no one's on YouTube being like, ah, oh, I, I wonder if there's more three-minute comedy skits I can watch. So I was like, let's start making stuff people are looking for. And that was when I got the idea to do the network, which was, mm -hmm. you know, I have thoughts on tech. I, I, I was watching a lot of tech YouTubers all throughout my life. I just, it never clicked to make a tech video. I was always the apple sheep in the comment section, you know, the 10-year-old, like, <laughs> ranting at people. Um, I used to be the same guy. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> could get get into those big. Uh, I, I've been banned um, when I was younger from several channels from commenting because of 
Really? Yeah, just the the extent to how long my comments were and how I would respond to everyone, and they all didn't like me. I've been banned when I was younger, not not so much anymore, but I was a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just because they thought I was over the top. So then, obviously, I was I was getting into high school sophomore year, and I was like, okay, if I really want this to be a career, I need to start thinking about my angle here because. I've been doing this for five, six, seven years, and we're not getting any result out of it. We haven't received a single Google check. We're getting nothing. So let's let's rethink our strategy. And then that's when I was like, you know, I have thoughts on tech. I could do videos about that. I even have thoughts on certain video games. So we could do gaming. And I, I love watching movies. That's why I wanted to make movies. What if we had a channel where we talk about the movies we're watching? And then... Uh, the vlogging was kind of an afterthought. <laughs> I didn't really watch many yeah. vlogs. But um, just like a lot of people's careers, sometimes the most successful thing is one they don't really expect because we made the Talos of Talks channel kind of after everything else. It was kind of like, uh, you know, if we want to just sit down and talk and have social commentary conversations about whatever we're thinking, let's let's have that option too. And now that's the second biggest channel. That channel's actually paying for itself now. So that, that kind of exploded too. So it's, um, yeah, tech obviously took off once I started taking the Apple bias perspective because I did the tech channel for about a year being totally fair, not not doing any kind of Apple catering. I would just say, oh, this phone is good and this phone is good. They have pros and cons. Pick what's best for you. I was doing what everyone else was doing. And then eventually I was like, well, this isn't working. Let's Let's just go big or go home. So that's when I started just going, no, Apple's better. I'm just going to tell the world that and see the suffer the consequences. And that's when <laughs> yeah. things started to take out. I think the first video, I'll, I'll always remember this, the first video to kind of take off and start where people started watching it that I didn't know, because typically the only people watching Taylor's were people I showed them at, at, at yeah. high school or something. And they'd be like, oh, sure, I'll subscribe. But um, when people I didn't know started watching was the iPhone 6S battery case. When that came out, mm. everyone was hating on it. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to defend it because I like Apple. And I, I don't think it makes sense to hide that I'm biased because I feel like I was. I, I had a PC and a Mac and I was reviewing Android phones. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> So that's when everything took off. And, you know, I think the audience, at least my audience knows what happened from there. Everything grew. Uh, things got bigger. Uh, I was able to quit my job last year. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that's kind of the backstory of how we got here. And obviously there's been lots of interesting things that have happened along the way between the Marquez collaboration, the new offices and the oh, yeah. cameras. Yeah. So that, that keeps us up yeah, to speed. I, I know you've gone somewhere in depth with the whole 2X experiment and moving it to 2X. But do, yeah. do, do you want to talk about like that that moving time between going from your tiny little you know office uh, yeah. of filming those tech videos into this huge studio and, oh, and just getting through that point? Because I know there were some issues with like renting and, and, you know, different people wanting the space that you guys were in. Right. So it was a nightmare. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Uh, first of all, that first office back in Oroville, we thought that was huge when we first got it. It, it was September 1st was our was our first day there um, compared to the attic. That was a landmine. Oh, we were yeah. like, oh my God, that was a gold mine. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just went, we found it, and the uh, our landlord, who's still our same landlord, he owns property all over the county. So he, he hooked us up here as well. But he 
showed it to us because it was kind of a dump. There wasn't much there. It was kind of in a very secluded spot, which is why no business had took it. it was just because he was like, well, no one really wants this. So I'll give you guys a huge discount if you do want it. And there's no lease or anything. And the, the cleaning deposit, we could pay off monthly, not all up in front. So he's just the nicest guy. And he said, I will redo all the carpets for you. Like he was, he, he's still the nicest guy. We still talk to him here and there. Um, for the most part, we're all good. But um, yeah, that place was a miracle because Verizon was Verizon's LTE service was how we did everything. We uploaded via my phone's hotspot. We live streamed via my phone. That's what. But my house had no Wi-Fi. There was no way Dang. we could upload from that. So then we got the alert that uh, in a couple of months, Verizon, literally one month, and I was still in the attic at the time. One month from now, Verizon was going to downthrottle you after you exceeded a certain gigabyte on your hotspot. So I was like, "What are we going to do?" Like seriously. I, I'd have to go back to going to a friend's house to upload every single time I want to upload, which was two to three times a day. And live streaming would be near impossible. And I was like, what, what's going to happen? So that's, that's what kind of triggered us to start looking. Um, and yeah, that, that was a really lucky find there. And we're very grateful we found that space. But yeah, once we got moved in there, we started filling it up with more equipment and, and the rooms had different purposes and stuff like that. That's how quickly we were like, no, okay. This is a little tiny now. <laughs> Once we got it, yeah. Well, what was also funny is that that the tech room, which was also the biggest channel, had the smallest room. Right. I don't really know why I went for that. It was mostly because the main lobby had big old windows, um, and we were kind of like, well, we don't want people walking by in the street able to look in the window and just see all this expensive stuff. So the, uh, the main idea yeah. was like the gaming room had TVs and consoles and, and PCs and the tech room had, of course, had all those stuff. So we were like, let's put those in the back where there's like no windows. That way they won't be able to see them. And then the lobby will just be kind of our hangout spot. There won't be any tech in there. So that was the mindset. But it was, yeah, it was kind of a backed us into a corner later because... Yeah, then we're trying to film stuff in the tech room, and I'm scooting around desks, and, and we're yeah. cramped, and every angle is exactly the same. And then the as you upgrade to, like, the black magic camera with it being just so much more space. Oh, yeah. It would have been... Yeah, what we're doing now would have been definitely impossible, especially when we got the new desk, because my, all my stuff was falling off my desk all the time. So I was like, I need yeah. a new one, and this barely fit in there. So, yeah, then um, the 2X process, to answer your question, sorry, um, is that... We had to, I, I wanted to stay committed and make sure we still uploaded every day while renovating this place because this place was also a dump, but there really wasn't a better option. We looked around at some other places because my we were getting surrounded at that old place and he was like, these people really want that, that spot right in the middle and they're willing to pay me more. So it would help me out a lot if you guys could relocate to a different space and I'll, and I'll cut you a discount again. Um, so then he was like, well, how about this spot? Because the square footage is really good. It's kind of crappy, but I'll help you renovate it. So he helped us with a lot of the painting, a lot of the carpeting and the drywall. And yeah, it was like uh, working on this place every day for six weeks while also trying to make sure we upload every day while also not telling anyone about what we're, about what we're working on. Yeah. Um, so it, it almost feels like a different building. It's like we don't go there anymore because... Yeah. The first time we walked in here, it was so crappy and it's so abandoned. We were like, um, how is this going to be anything? This is this was worse than the first place was. Um, 
and we would we would come here and just trying to brainstorm like certain rooms just had no carpet this place wasn't wow occupied for like 10 years or something so there was leaks in the ceiling and everything and we were like oh yeah what is this going to become so we'd be like i guess this could be tech and this could be gaming and and so yeah it was just weeks and weeks of a lot of sleepless nights because i still had my live streams to do it 11 30 at night for the different time zones um and i was very grateful to have my editor nathan being able to edit the tech vids back then um so that i just had to film them literally the the last video we filmed in that office there was nothing left it was just that wall we left untouched yeah Um, we set up the camera hit record and then as soon as we stopped recording pulled everything off the wall and we were out of there um yeah so yeah i missed that place is kind of cute but um yeah, this this was definitely better, and I'm I'm glad this moving process is over. I'm hope I'm hoping we stay here for a long time because that that renovation was was killer. That took oh, that yeah. took a long time to move. Yeah. And this is also a question: Were you still uploading regularly on all the other channels, or, or were you more just focused on the tech channel during that time? Yeah, during the two X renovation time, we we had to scale back a lot of other channels work. Oh yeah. And and still to this day, we've kind of scaled back a ton of projects like. Um, the the Talos of Cinematic Universe over on the main channel kind of had to all get put on hold just because um, we had to focus on making sure we had internet and the, you know that channel doesn't make any money. We had to focus on the tech channel. Um, so a lot of things have still been put on the back plate. You know, when I switched to the Black Magic, I couldn't really send footage to Nathan anymore, so I had to start editing them myself again. So I didn't want to fire Nathan and have nothing for him to do. So that's when I started trying yeah. to do the daily vlogs again. Now he's busy with school stuff, so there's not as many vlogs, and so there's there's a bunch of priority things that get mixed up all the time with the Delos of Network. But we're hoping this summer. Yeah when we can hopefully get Nathan on full time. We're not 100% sure that can happen, but we're going to try to um, yeah. try to get him on full time so that we could have consistency on everything. That's always been the goal ever since the network started was what if we could upload like daily on or semi daily, not like main channels yeah. skits and stuff that probably wouldn't come out daily. But most of the other channels on a semi daily basis, that would be ideal. So that's yeah, that's and it was also great. Yeah, and what's also great is that with the tech channel, with it blowing up, uh, you have so much more reach to grow those other channels. Because as you exactly. said, no, not many people are searching like Taylosive gaming videos and stuff no, like that. But you're able exactly. to to promote the gaming channel through your tech channel. And I think right. that's kind of just like a, a blessing there with the, the tech channel blowing up. Yeah, for sure. And it's always been kind of a whichever channel is the biggest that will support the others. Like I'm always Mm -hmm. considering the idea that if we got Thunder to strike twice in the same place, you know, some other channel took off, became bigger than tech. Now that would become the priority. I'm not saying tech would stop. I'm just saying whichever one is like the most the biggest the biggest or has the most income that's what i define mm-hmm. by biggest like if if subscribers are higher but it doesn't result in any revenue it's not worth it um but yeah so that that the order of priority could definitely change at some point it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime yeah. soon but it, but it could and in that case we would adapt to it too so i like that idea though because i could any of these channels i could i could switch over to top priority and just be like okay this is my job now this is what i need to focus on yeah yeah and, and you said that that i think you're gaining like a thousand subscribers every couple of days now on the tech channel 
Yeah, it's kind of blown up in the last couple of weeks. We're kind of slowing down now just because I think less is happening in the news. But yeah, for a couple of weeks <laughs> there, we had a big old spike where we were gaining, I think for like a week, we were getting a thousand every two days, which was the fastest nice. we've ever grown. We were like, oh my God, this is really cool. And But I'm, I don't want people to think that my goal is to just blow up as fast as possible. Um, yeah. Because I think that that can be particularly dangerous. I've seen channels that grow too fast and businesses that grow too fast. And it's it's really not good for the founders because they don't have the experience or the knowledge of how to handle such a large audience or what works and what doesn't work. So I'm I'm still, though, very, very satisfied. And you should be, too, uh, of a channel's like I call it a slow burn, like growing up, like not not a huge spike one day and suddenly you have a million but just kind of a little bit at a time because there's a lot of benefits to having a smaller audience that i don't I think enough people that. uh accept and and to relative to other tech youtubers i'm still a very small youtuber and i think it's really nice that i can interact with fans on a personal level um and mm-hmm. i feel like when you and me get bigger, that that's slowly going to go away. We'll get to a point where trying to talk with fans one on one or getting to know them better. That's going to be more difficult. Um, so, yeah, just like don't don't try to rush through these smaller days. Be, be grateful yeah. for them. <laughs> I know you recently moved into to 2X, but do you have any mm-hmm. like future plans other than growing the channels? Like, do you have anything special that you're that you're planning on on doing? Because you have tons of stuff you're doing, the podcast, the, you know, right. just everything. Um, so like in terms of like where we work, like an office. Yeah. Like, are like, are you planning to add anything new to the network? Like, is there mm. anything like new planned? The only about, thing obviously? there's, there's things that are obviously, I, there's things yeah. that I definitely have delayed. I, I'd say there's, there's whole like feature film projects I, I have scripted and want to work on. And that's saved for both that kind of dead productions channel, which is what, we have saved for short films like like epics and, and action stuff that, that aren't comedy. There's a bunch of those movies I have planned. And, and I probably spend too much time working on future projects that I can't afford right now. But it, I, I just want people who are expecting things in the future uh, to know that Taylosev is not just going to be tech and vlogs for the whole career. The goal is to get to yeah. a point where we're more of like a distributor um, mm-hmm. but, the, but we make our own stuff, like being able to make our own feature films that one day could, I don't know, become red originals or become Netflix originals. That's, that's still kind of the end goal in my mind. We're just, yeah. um, we have to focus on what matters. Like we can't do those big budget things right now. So that's why we're focusing on what we can do right now, which is the tech stuff. People are interested in that and the vlogs, podcasts, that's how you grow your audience. But we're hoping that we'll be large enough one day we can produce our own like feature professional grade films. Stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. But before we wrap up, is there anything that like any tips for, for a lot of the smaller creators and also because a lot of my audience are smaller creators. And since yeah. you have recently done this and have recently really just blew up your channel and growing, do you have any like tips or tricks that you want to share with 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 everyone? So, yeah. Um, I would definitely say what got me through like my whole cringy, small YouTube, like dead YouTuber phase, which was, you know, uploading stuff that no one was watching. What got me through that was not being able, uh, not being afraid to try different things. Um, if, if you try something for a long time and it just doesn't seem to be working, rethink the plan a little bit because, you know, like I think it was Einstein who said, 
insanity is just trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And I kind of think of that a lot as, as in, okay, if we're trying something over and over and it's not working, let's not keep doing it. Let, let's, let's change the game plan a little bit. Because if you look at my life and my goals, it all started with, I want to make movies, as in feature films, like serious ones, epics. I, I, I didn't want to be a tech journalist. I didn't want to be a comedian. And yet, just from that ability and that mindset of being of like, well, let's try this for a while. Let's see how this works. Or it's not working. Let's try this. Um, and just as long as you you don't just accept that you can't do it, that, you, that you're just a failure. Because I think that's what a lot of YouTubers do. They're like, well, I want to do this. I want to be this kind of YouTuber, a vlogger or a tagger. And I'm just going to keep trying that until it works. And if it doesn't, they, they just kind of think, well, I guess I can't. Um, which I would which I would discourage and just say that like well maybe you can but you got to wait till scenarios are different I think part of it for me when I was young and in school wasn't even the fact that I was a bad actor I think I was just young it's just the fact that I was a little kid and people watching little kids throw guns around and pretending to shoot them it's just they're not going to believe it even if I was the best child actor in the world so we just had to wait for resources to change um and see what is the most efficient way we can spend our time and our resources right now. And I still apply that to everyday life is, is you know, like I can, it's one of the reasons I use Final Cut over Premiere. It's, it's like I can export yeah. things much faster. Um, that magnetic timeline is much easier uh, for the for the type of video we're making opposed to something oh, like yeah. Premiere, which is just going to take longer. So it's just it's not worth it. I'm always looking at efficiency. Um, and the other thing I think a lot of people, especially early YouTubers, are too hard on themselves on is uh, not being comfortable with their face or their voice. Um, mm. That's something I think a lot of people combat with. And really, the only way to get over that is is basically shock therapy. Just keep looking at yourself, keep listening to yourself, and just accept that everyone else is doing it. So why did, why can't you? You know, everyone else has to look at you. Everyone else has to hear you. So might as well just understand what that's like, even if you don't like it. I, I didn't like my voice mm -hmm. or the way I looked for the longest time, and I've gotten used to it. Now with editing stuff, I'm I'm constantly listening to my voice, and I've yeah, I've gotten used to yeah. it. Uh, and I'm sure you you have that as well. You're, you're getting used to yeah. You, and I think that's actually healthy for even people who aren't creators, just to understand how you come off in a, in a natural setting. What are, are there things you do that you don't even realize look weird or look cringy or look make you look uncomfortable, and you just don't even notice you're doing that. If if you film yourself, if you record yourself, it can kind of let people know that kind of thing, which is I think healthy. And yeah, just don't don't stop trying new things. Don't accept failure because, as Bennett Foddy said, for getting over it, uh, the game I recently beat, failure is not the falling down; it's the staying down. So falling down, totally normal, but staying down now that's failure. So we're not actually failing; we're just falling down and getting back up. Yeah, that that that, that I, I think that's a good place to to wrap up on. I, I like what you said there. Uh, of just just keep creating and just not giving up. And there there was a quote th that uh, I'm blanking on on who said it, but the uh, mm -hmm. the the, on the only things that that you fail on are the things you don't do. Exactly, very yeah. true. And I think very by true. the way, Paul, you're doing an amazing job. Um, Thanks, you're, man. You're far ahead of what I was at that age. Um, 
And I think you've, I, I think what's amazing is you've understood a lot of things that you probably get this a lot, but you understand a lot of things that people, adults later in life don't even understand, which is, which yeah. is really, really important. And you should be proud of yourself. Be thankful that you, you have a mind that can think like that because, as I've seen in especially this city and where I've grown up, that's not a very common thing. So I'm very happy to find other people online that can do that. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining the interview, Drew. It's You're been welcome. a pleasure to have you. As I said, I've been watching your channel for a really long time, and it means a whole lot uh, to have you on the show. Keep watching the both of us. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's amazing things to come. I think there's a whole new... I've been collaborating with a lot of smaller YouTubers or equally sized YouTubers as myself. And I, I see a new wave of, what's the word, like genuine honesty that I think is going to lead the future of YouTube. I think we have a we have a current set of like popular mainstream YouTuber right now. And I think that's going to change in the next decade to, to oh, yeah. kind of this new this new era of just being honest, biased and genuine. And I think I think it's going to be better for the viewer overall. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast listeners, how are you doing today? Uh, if, if you can, make sure to leave a rating on the iTunes store. It helps a whole ton and helps the podcast be discovered by more people. And yeah, it's a great thing to do and it helps me a ton. Is there someone that you want to see on the A Conversation With podcast? Let me know uh, on Twitter at RealPaulGross or on my YouTube channel, Paul Grosslos. Here's all I have for you guys today. I will see you guys in the next podcast episode of the A Conversation With podcast. 